My name is Cassie and I'm the founder of Fatco, where we use these guys to make this stuff. Let me explain. At Fatco, we specialize in making natural and organic skin and body care products, many of which contain tallow. It's nutrient dense and healing. It's extremely high in vitamins A, D, K, and E, all super important for skin health. It's natural, it's healthy, and it's sustainable. People are saying, oh yeah, when you're finals MVP, you are not the best player on the planet. To me, that makes no sense whatsoever. My opinion, Patrick Williams had a phenomenal rookie season. I feel like on the defensive end, he, he played he played well. He guarded the team's best players. All great things must come to an end. Ladies and gentlemen. Mike is going on to bigger <laughs> and better things. Welcome to the Pride Takes Podcast. As always, is your boy Pride. My boy Mike informed me he's pulling a Kyrie Irving and going on a sabbatical. <laughs> Mike, how you feeling today, my boy? Uh, I'm feeling good, but it, it ain't. I'm a. You gonna see? You still gonna see me around? You know, I ain't gonna. I ain't Kyrie. I'm a. I'm still popping here and there. Occasionally. <laughs> Whenever before, you feel ready. But before I do, we do get into it. I do want to get a huge shout out to you, bro, because without you, the things that I'm doing probably would not be possible. Uh, I remember when I was just curious to get into podcasting, sports content, and you seen my post. Uh, you're like, yeah, bro, you know, come on to the show, see how you do. And I accepted it. And then each episode, I feel like I grew. And grew to get comfortable to, you know, want to uh, start my own, you know, chain dig. So I just want to say huge gratitude to you, bro, because half of this stuff would not be possible without you. Uh, so, yeah, I want to uh, just say I appreciate you giving me, you know, a chance to be a part of what you building and to go on to, you know, start something. Uh, a long friendship that won't end. Uh, so. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. everything. Yeah. Most most definitely. And honestly, you, you know, I'll, I'll let you get away with saying that, you know, I kind of <laughs> gave you your star in, in I quotes, mean, but you kind of you kind of did, though. I, I I kept I kept starting it and stopping it, starting and stopping it because I was mm-hmm. like nervous. But right. once you brought me onto the show, like I, I it was consistent. So I kind of got the confidence to, you know, to yeah. do all this. Well, I'm glad you got that confidence, bro. I'm, I I really am, bro, because, you know, it's, you know, and obviously I'm going to be there, you know, in the shadows. I'm going to be lurking and every th- understand every time Chicago loses a game, all right, <laughs> your boy's going to be there to to marvel in it. Uh, Yuki says, now that Mike is here, how about Nikhil Harry? Before we get into it, what are your thoughts? Because I am in the minority of the Patriots world. I don't think Nikhil Harry is as bad as everyone makes him out to be. I don't think he's bad. I just think that the beginning of his relationship with New England started off rocky. And it's once you start rocky, more times than not, in that Bill Belichick system, you're kind of in the corner unless you come out the gates producing. So I just think that Nikhil Harry needed to get out to, you know, to get a new start because 
with Bill Belichick, once once you kind of in the doghouse, it takes yeah. kind of takes him a while. So yeah, how do you I, feel about the the Bears getting him? I mean, it's it's kind of a like I always say a Ryan Post move, a low risk, high reward kind of a move. Uh, if things don't plan out, you only lost a 2024 seven round pick. Um, I have not really watched too much on the kill. Harry, once Tom Brady left, I kind of my Patriots game kind of went down. I didn't want to watch Jason Steedham, whoever his, whatever his fucking name was. Uh, I didn't want to see uh, Cam Newton on his last leg. Then Mac Jones came, so I, I kind of got back into the Patriots. Uh, he did not really play last season, but I don't know. The Patriots never really was high at developing wide receivers. Like you said, once you get in that doghouse, it's hard to get out of there with, with uh Bill Belichick. So um I don't I'm not banking on him being that guy with Chicago, but that wide receiver too is really up for grabs. Outside of Darnell Mooney, it's anybody game to really grab that wide receiver two spot. So he had the chance to really show us something. Um, but as far as being a wide receiver number one, I'm not really banking on it, but I think he could probably come in and maybe 500 yard season, a couple of touchdowns, something solid. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Uh, for me, how I look at it is a. I, I look at it as a situation where, unfortunately, Nakia Harry needed to leave. And instead of people understanding that, he started getting this bad rap that he's a bum um going to a situation where he's still young and now you're going to a young team with like you said wide receiver number two it's up in the air it's anybody's game and to prove it the bears traded for a wide receiver to make the wide receiver two situation or to make the wide receiver two spot you know more competitive I agree with you. It's a situation where, look, Nikhil Harry could possibly be a 1B. It's a possibility. And like you said, for for, for the Bears to get, it's low it's low risk, high reward. Worst case scenario, let's say Nikhil Harry, for the sake of argument, let's say he's a bum, and in two years he's out the league. Yeah. You, got, you basically use a seventh-round pick. And we can easily get back. Not only you can easily get back, but let's say you don't. You're probably gonna spend that seventh round pick on a guy who probably wasn't gonna play for you guys anyway because of how deep it was gonna be in the draft. And, you know what I'm saying? And the undrafted free agent market, you know, that's that's kind of like a seven round pick, right? Right. So, so if you cut him and go sign somebody, technically speaking, the only all you really did is trade. So instead of using that seventh round pick, then use it now to create a roster spot to sign or uh, to sign an undrafted free agent. Which is yeah. basically the same thing, like you said, you know. And if let's say you know he's hungry, you got got a chip on his shoulder, things didn't go well in New England, so now you come into a new situation, and obviously you're still in your third year. You want that contract, so we probably can get you know a, a hungry uh, Harry. So uh, it can go both ways. I'm I'm interested to see how things go. Um, right now, the Bears are. A punching bag for every NFL analyst. Mm-hmm. Like, but man, I can't wait till the season starts. So we, I think we're gonna shut some people up. 
and here's the thing. I don't know why. Because, frankly, if, if we're going to make any punchline about the Bears, it shouldn't be the players. Honestly, it should be – It honestly, it was Matt Nagy. I've said this before. I, I even told you this, Mike. If Matt Nagy wasn't there last year, the Bears are in the wild card game. The Bears yeah. are where the Eagles were. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? So, like, I thought you guys had talent. Real quick, uh, thoughts on Blue Jays firing their manager? Um, in case you didn't know, Mike, um, Toronto was basically – and before the MLB season, there was a lot of hype, right? Stupid hype through the roof. Um, right now, <clears throat> they're 46-42. So they're an ant team, and they were expected to be contending for the division. So for those of y'all who don't know, and, you know, just to kind of recap, um, in the American League, which I, like I said, I, I, I'm disappointed, but I had high hopes for them. They're in the American League East, and in the American League East, obviously, unfortunately, the P-Shit Yankees, fuck them, who cares? Uh, they're in first. Um, and second is Tampa Bay. Half a game behind Tampa Bay is the Boston Red Sox. And then about a game behind them is Toronto. So Toronto right now is fourth. For those of y'all who didn't know, they're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. Um, very disappointing. Um, I will say I do think a lot of it came down to injuries. Um I do think that the Blue Jays kind of had a couple, you know, unfortunate breaks here and there um, that did not go well in their favor. Um, I do get why they did fire Charlie Montoyo because at the same time, even though, even though with the injuries, they should not be, they still should not be here. You're again, you in your last ten, you dropped eight. A lot of people have been questioning the fact that are you leaving some starter pitchers he's living in too long? Others, he's taking them out way too early. When he goes to the bullpen, he's relying on on certain guys that people are kind of looking as weird. So it's unfortunate, but honestly, when you're in a situation where you are with the Blue Jays, you're expected to be a top team. When you're not making it up there, people aren't going to look at injuries. They're not really going to talk about that. Someone has to take the blame. And more times than not, it's the manager. They're going to take the blame. You know what I mean? So, unfortunately, yeah. And by the way, yes, they are 500. The the Baltimore Orioles are 500. I never thought I would say that. Never thought that at all. First topic I want to get into, my boy. Um, The NBA is on one yet again. Um, They, after having the genius idea genius i use that word loosely of the play-in they were like huh how can we possibly one-up ourselves they decided to throw a mid-season tournament a mid-season tournament a tournament would include all 30 teams with eight teams qualifying for a single elimination format to crown the winner the semifinals will be at a neutral location and it come out and it could come out as soon as the 2023-24 season. Um Mike, you like the playing tournament? 
I think is by far the dumbest thing on God's green earth. What? I, I <laughs> think that with all with all due disrespect, I, I think it is by far the dumbest thing possible. And I, I like the playing tournament. I hate it with a passion. I hate it with a passion. I, I mean, the reason the reason why I like it, if I had to change something, um, I would probably make it just the eighth seed. I think I think if you get the seventh seed, which it was kind of something similar, like if you in close games, but somehow they just thought we forgot about it. Like Vince McMahon think we forgot about things. But um the reason why I like the playing tournament because it gives you that NFL that one game, one shot winner, loser go home, winner advance. It just gives you that atmosphere of one game can decide a lot of things rather than playing a game seven games and you like all right this game really don't mean nothing whoever win it just talk to me when it's game seven or game six or game five that's really where really get interest that's why i like to play in tournament just because that one game don't know who's gonna win um so here here, and this i'm explaining why i personally don't why i think it's the dumbest thing ever right you're 36 and 46, right? You should be nowhere near the playoffs. I get that. You're a loser. Period. You're a loser. You had 82 games to get it together. So so what if the teams were so what if it was teams over that give you over 500 or at 500, then you'd be eligible to go no. try to get a playing in spot. This is what I would do. This is honestly what I would do. If if you're that desperate, if you're that desperate to try to get more teams in, right? If you're that desperate, this is what I would do. I would let the bare minimum, I would then let the eight seed be up for grabs. Yeah, that's that's why I, uh, I was I was saying if I had to change it, uh... if if you're that thirsty and that desperate for it, but in my opinion, that shouldn't even be the case. For example, or, it, or if you don't want to do the play in, have the top four or five lottery teams play for the number one seed. I was about, and I've been saying that what I would do. Is I would have a situation with the top four, with the top four worst teams. Like, I don't know. You play fantasy football, right? Okay, so you know how in the championship game, there's the championship game, right? The Super Bowl, and then the toilet bowl, right? Do that. Do a situation where you got all right. We got these low end teams, right? And if if you don't want to say, you know, have them have to play hard because the winner gets that number one seed. Right, have them play hard, right? It balances things out, you know what I mean? Because if you want to have that excitement of it, right? Of of that one game type of scenario, you then have it here for the draft, which is around the corner, right? Combine that with the fact that now you're giving these low-end teams a reason to actually want to play, right? Throw them a little bonus if you want, right. Like, for example, so if, if we had done that, the bottom four teams would have been the Houston Rockets, Oklahoma City Thunder, Portland Trailblazers, and Sacramento Kings. On the east, it would have been the Orlando Magic, Detroit Pistons, Indiana Pacers, Washington Wizards. I would have a four-team bracket there, right? Boom, boom, you know, 
Wizards play Indy. Detroit plays Orlando. Let's say Detroit and the Pacers win. Detroit versus Pacers. Let's say the Pacers win. Pacers and and in the in the shit bowl, they represent the East, right? Yeah, and I think the the teams that reach like get knocked out will be the like the, like say for instance Houston and Orlando meet in the finals. Houston win, they get number one pick. Orlando get the two, and then everybody else can go into the draft lottery. So yes, that, yes. that's how I do it. And, and, and now, now that makes more sense. It makes more sense because now the top two, the top two seeds, now you actually kind of had to earn it. You got to earn it now, right? But now it kind of balances out because I, one thing I've never understood: why is it that the two, like the top two seeds, are based on a lottery system? I've always thought that was stupid because if a team is tanking for those seeds and don't get it. Now what? Remember the Knicks a few years back? They were tanking and didn't. I don't even think they they got what the third pick or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like that's stupid. I've never understood that. But at the same time, you do kind of need to have some type of parity because if that if that if it was just that, we'd have like at least two teams a year, two teams a year going 0 and 82. We would have that. We would have two teams a year going 0 for 82. I feel like if you do this. It adds something extra to it. It adds something that's more tangible because, all right, yeah, sure, the team sucks, but guess what? These have ramifications for the NFL draft that's a, or I'm sorry, NBA draft that's a couple weeks after the finals. Yeah. So after the finals, we got our one and our two. And now two to West Bumble, or three to West Bumblefuck. Now you guys can go ahead and go in that lottery, lottery yeah, and do all that stuff. For sure, I've always felt like that's fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then the further you made it into that the the, the ship bowl, the further you made it, the more of the um, the more picks or odds increases in your favor or whatever. Do something like that. You know what I mean? That way, that way. You're getting you're you're still able to get more more revenue. You're watching more fans, and guess what that does now? That now parlays into the NBA draft that you can hype up while they're playing. They it's almost as if they forget about it and then they try to hype it up for two weeks. Why don't you hype it up during the playoffs? But when the shit teams are playing, because yeah. now now you're doing that, and now guess what? Now you got some storylines. See what I'm saying? In fact, I, I, I'm with you on it. You know what I mean? I, I, but, feel, I feel like for the playoffs, I think it's dumb. But if you really are that thirsty for it, just do the equivalent of a shit bowl. No one else is doing it. Nobody else is really doing anything like that. Yeah. If you do it, not only are you making money, you're getting more revenue. But at the same time, you can now parlay it to the draft. Or even if you don't want to do, you can probably do like a five on uh, five on five, two plays off the bench type of thing. So that, like, it's something, yeah. it's something you can do about. It. You can something you can do with it. And, and from and like I said, for me, it just comes down to I just don't like the fact that they're in the playoffs. That's it. Because if if a team is under five hundred and you happen to have a lucky game, that should not in in basketball that should not propel you over someone who's been more consistent than you than you throughout the year. Facts. You see what I'm saying? That's why I personally don't like it. You know, that's why I don't like it. But 
on the if 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 like 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 the idea we got on the flip side, you know, now we're talking about the other teams that aren't in the playoffs. You get those four, you still have that play in type of vibe that actually matters because now you're not it's not like oh yeah, you know, here you know, out of nowhere, uh-oh. Atlanta Hawks are the ninth seed. Watch out. No. <laughs> like now, now, now it's like, all right, look, it doesn't matter who's in the play-in. They're not doing anything anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you want to get that play-in feel, that vibe, put it on the on the on the bum teams, have them play for the top two seeds, and we got a whole different conversation going on. Dare I say it'll be more entertaining to me. Yeah. But far as this midseason tourney, I I don't want shit to do with it. I I think what we talked was a good idea. This midseason tourney, I don't I don't agree with it at all. That and it's supposedly the reward would be right now. It's discussed. It would be discussed as one million dollar bonus per player. But yeah, they ain't moving me if I'm LeBron James a million dollars to go out if here. I'm- and Ritz getting hurt, and the playoff is down the line. And the thing is, is like, let's say, let's say we lose. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Honestly, who cares if I lose? I still got my contract, and I'm I'm, I'm still in a solid position to win a championship. Yeah. And then now you don't have it. Oh, um, Kendra Perkins, LeBron James did not win the Olympic gold. An attorney, so now his legacy is now we nah. I don't want to hit. What are we going on about? Like, what are we going on about? Yeah, I like at some point, and then it's like players already low mentioned already. So it's like, first off, you gotta fix the all star again because that that is still not entertaining as well. Before you even want to include a mid season attorney, you you know what I would do? Do you wonder what I honestly would do? What what would you do? Do away with the all-star game. Okay? Go away. Okay? You still do the all-star roster, but you know what I honestly would do? Let's rip off the big three. Let's run three half court, uh, three uh, three on three, half court, first to 21, first to 11, twos and ones, like it's wreck. Notice how I said like it's wreck. I don't know if you probably have seen these videos. When when they're when they're in Rucker Park, yeah. or when they be in one of those little closed gyms, and they hooping, and you can kind of hear them BS with each other, you know, not only be not only that competitive talk, but that fun talk, the joking talk, the you know what I mean when they be BSing and like the fun talk, you do something that I would almost get rid of the All Star Game, mm-hmm. and then if you want to do a tournament. Why not do a two-day tournament? Or, or if you saying? if you want to, I would just sit here thinking, you know, cancel the All-Star Weekend. Uh, when All-Star Weekend do, or you can just have All-Star Weekend come around, and you can take, hmm, you can take the top eight players from from each division. Like you got, hold on, let me go here. So I, I say, two, make this I, I would sound. do ten. I would do the top ten, two from each position. So let me see if I can. So, so you got, 
Let's go to the Atlantic Division. You got Boston, Philly, Toronto, Brooklyn, New York. You like you said, take two players from each division, pin them on the team, and you can have uh, a tournament like in, in between divisions, right? Yeah. So it'll be like one division. So you got the players from the Atlantic Division. They face off the Central Division, and then you can have whoever wins that. You give them something. I think that'd be more entertaining than a, a mid-season tournament. Like, because it's still an all-star game because you're taking Perfect. the two best players of each team. And yeah, and, and not even just again, just like each division or each like each position. You're getting the two best. Have them play a little fun, you know what I mean? Something interesting, something that spices up the like, you know, the all-star game. Boom. And that's it. Yeah. And then and then real quick, um, uh, some questions here. Thoughts on the Texas New Helmets? Yuki, hold on to that. We'll talk about that in a second. AP says, what's the point of Summer League if you're going to sit your player after two games? That Well, the purpose of the Summer League, you see, honestly, it's probably just to see if your guy's in condition. Yeah, It's pretty, pretty much it. Or just to show the fans something, because they, they came out here for to see these young guys. So of course, they're going to want to try to get some type of revenue from the from the fans. Right. At the, at the two games, you're already stuck in Vegas, so you're not going to want to go. So, right. like, say then, Paulo play Monday, Tuesday. I booked a vacation for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yep. Wednesday, I might want to go back to Summer League because probably nothing else to do out in Vegas during during that time. Especially if that's so, the reason why you're over there to yeah. see the Summer League games, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, 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 it, it sucks, but. I get the you don't want to be like who was it? I think it was uh Keegan Murray. Who, who, who got hurt? Sprained their ankle. One of them sprained no, their ankle. Uh, EJ Liddell towards ACL. No, well, even worse. You don't and I think um Jaden Ivory. It's um, I, yes, Jaden Ivory was the one who sprained his ankle bad. Yeah. It was him that sprained his ankle bad. AP says, How you picking the teams who will be the captain? That honestly, you don't even need a captain because you're not picking anything. But if you want to face, if you really want to face, do a fan vote. Right, release like, the stuff. Right, release like, the teams, and then say, "All right, who do you want to be the captain?" Let's say for Boston, you got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Philly. You can have maybe you can you, you even have fan vote. You can have MB, James Harden, Toronto. It'll, be, no, it'll be just MB. It'll be just MB. There's there's no. I don't, I don't think <laughs> you know, so, so so yeah, you can you can you can. I feel like you can do something with that. You, you can have the Atlanta division face the Southeast. Or something like that. I would honestly, if you're gonna do a tournament, I'd rather do you do a mini tournament and the All Star Weekend. Like if you're gonna do something like yeah, that, yeah. I would do. I'd rather you do something like that, a mini tourney, because you know I, I think. And Yuki said, bring something nice instead of like. Why not the NBA and NFL make some type of partnership? He says, you know what would be interesting if the NBA. Where's an NFL jersey based on the team? Because I've seen a video where NFL teams had NBA jerseys on. Why don't they do that? I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Could honestly, you... if, even if you don't want to have to base on the team you're in, what's your favorite team? My favorite Imagine team. LeBron James coming oh. out in a Cowboys in a Cowboys jersey. Ah, he would no longer be my goal. He 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 wouldn't be my goal no more. <laughs> I might I might have to go to Team MJ. I <laughs> might I might have to slide my way over there. Because you, you know got to do I mean? something, or you got to do something to change it up. Because the dunk contest is not going to get any better unless you go out and have 
um people like say you know what Zion you go out and pick hand picks no. a, a dunker. No, you you know what we need, Mike? We need accountability in the dunk contest. We need accountability. Cole Anthony did a generic dunk with Tim's, and everyone was like tens. I'm like, first of all, whoever gave him a ten, get him out of here. Did you see Shaq's face? Yeah. I've never seen a grown man so disappointed in another man that wasn't his son. The only thing they should keep is a three point shoot, three point contest. That's it. That's and 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 I don't know why, but for some reason, a three point contest they be going bonkers. They be going back to back. They be close, and they be like, "Woo, woo, woo!" You know, like, yeah. Why can't you do that in the dunk contest? But no, but no, Mike, Mike. The All Star Game is fine. We need a tournament in the middle of the NBA season. I yeah, love Adam Silver. I love Adam Silver. Yeah, me too. But I just don't think that midseason tournament is not it, especially when you already got teams, players on uh, load managing as well. AP was like, you know, Tim's weigh like uh, twenty pounds, right? Look here, bro. I'm, I'm from up there, all right. So I know Tim's. I know, I know Tim's. I know Tim's. We ball in Tim's. I don't want to hear nothing about no. My guy, my dad did like a rim grazer. What are we talking about? <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm not with it on this missing nah. attorney. I don't, I'm uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not. God. And I, 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 I will say this I do appreciate that Adam Silver is at least trying stuff. And I'm yeah. with it. I'm with it. But it's like, bro, you're trying in the wrong spot, homie. Yeah. Like in, in this aspect, you're trying in the wrong spot because we don't, again, we don't need. I don't need no mid-season tourney. Yeah, the first half of the season is not watchable as it is because nobody's not really – you don't gear up to after the All-Star break. To be honest, to be honest. Ooh, I, I just read something real quick. Let me – let me, let me. I want to get your gut reaction on this real fast. Um, NBA executives believe that R.J. Barrett has more trade value than Tyler Hero, quote, by a wide margin. I can agree. I mean, you don't. You still. You know what Tyler Hero is. I, I still don't. I still don't know what RJ. You know, co- go ahead. I think how many teams are in the NBA right now? About 30? thirty. Thirty. I think 30, 30, 30. Like, thirty. 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 Yeah, there's 30 teams in the NBA. One, two, three, four, five, no, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. So, at least 23 teams that R.J. Barrett would at bare minimum, bare minimum, be in, in, in starting lineup kind of competition. I think he starts for at for at least 
20 teams in the NBA. And on bare minimum of 20 of, of in those 20, I think there's six more teams that he will he has a legitimate chance of winning. You tell me what team outside of Miami Tyler Hero starting in. I mean, other than probably Utah, if they do trade Donovan I Mitchell. Even, I, don't, I don't even think if they trade Donovan Mitchell, he even still starting there. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think he – I think people view him as a microwave score off the bench. They've seen it in Miami. That's all – because that's all he is. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing to be that. Yeah, it's no. bad when you don't accept it. Do you want to know who else was a microwave score off the bench? Jamal Crawford. And we remember him very fondly. Yeah. Very fondly we remember him as. Lou Williams. Lou, that's another one. Lou Will. We remember him fondly. Yeah. It's okay to be that. And uh, um, that you're a starter? Come on, kid. Yeah. Well, what they do, baby? Yo. Get him out of here, bro. I don't know what he on, bro. But you mentioned the Utah Jazz. Before, the Utah Jazz when it came to Donovan Mitchell was like, nah, we're not interested in trading him. They trade Rudy Gobert, and everyone thought, all right, they're going to build around Donovan Mitchell. We then got hit with the biggest psych in 2022 when now not only are they willing to listen for all trade packages for him, they actually are shopping him around and hitting up teams saying, hey, you want him? Imagine that. Mike, a lot of people believe that he's basically walking his way to New York. What do you think happens with him? Uh I believe he I believe he will be dealt. Um I think damn what's the what's my guy's name? Boston Oh, Danny Ainge. I think Danny Ainge is really trying to build rebuild this thing from the ground up. You just got four of them things from Minnesota. Why not flee somebody else? Um, and so you know, trading for Donovan Mitchell, getting four more draft picks, maybe a, a potential borderline star, and you know, rebuild the Utah. You know, uh, nobody is going to sign with the Utah Jazz to play with Donovan Mitchell, so you might as well start fresh. Um, We've seen what he did with the Boston Celtics. Uh, so we know he draft good. So, yeah, why not, you know, move Donovan Mitchell because you're not going to win with him on that roster. Uh, and I think the Knicks can be a, a a destination for him. Miami out there. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I do. I trade him. Honestly, I would trade him. But I would trade him simply – I honestly would trade him just for the fact that where you are right now with your organization, you uh, they're in an awkward situation where, honestly, they don't know what the hell they want to do. They somehow fleeced, and I'll, I'll give them props. They fleeced the bricks off of, uh, off of the Timberwolves. I got people thinking to the Timberwolves all of a sudden are a threat. Yeah, I, I, I I like them going into next year because I believe in Anthony Edwards. 
I think they're I think they're gonna be let me ask you a question. Team. Let me ask you a question. You believe Anthony Edwards is that good to overcome Rudy Gobert? Thank you for coming to my TED talk. He's not on that level just yet. He will get there soon. He's not on that level right now because guess what? They're playing 4v5. And they had to, they basically already relied on Anthony Edwards to take over. And now they're gonna have to somehow take over even more because you have the equivalent of a stick figure on offense. So all I'm saying is this he got he gets consistently boxed out by guards. You name me another big who consistently gets boxed out by guards. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. I mean that with all due disrespect. He's a bum. Fuck him. Um, <laughs> Will says, uh, deal him to New York. Can't go cause you no trouble there. A lot of people, and from what I understand, the Knicks basically have the best package available to give um, to, to give the Jazz. Now, all this being said, they would probably only get one player because Utah Jazz has been consistent with this. They are prioritizing draft picks. They want draft picks. And what does the New York Knicks have an abundance of? Draft, draft picks. picks. More specifically, first-round draft picks. Because they own all of their first-round draft picks, plus some from the Wizards, plus some from the Pistons, and plus some from the Mavs. So, the, the Knicks are in a very, very special situation. And, and me personally, I didn't think he would ever go to the Knicks. I, didn't, I thought Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks would be eh. But now, I seen the four. I seen the uh, fourteen trade package that looks kind of nice, but I can't find it. You're talking about the one for uh, Brooklyn, yeah, Pacers, Suns, yeah. Uh, I think it was Mikel Bridges. I saw. I saw it right here. I see it right here. So, um, uh, here. So in this fourteen trade. The Brooklyn Nets get Donovan Mitchell, Mikel Bridges, and Miles Turner. The Phoenix Suns would get Kevin Durant. The Pacers get DeAndre Ayton and Ben Simmons. Or I'm sorry, the Jazz get Ben Simmons, Cam Thomas, five first-round draft picks, which would be four from Phoenix and one from Cleveland. But that's the pick that Indiana sent to them, so it'll be you know from Cleveland via Indiana and three picks and three swap rights from Phoenix. I think that is by far the dumbest trade possible <laughs> for a multitude of reasons. The Phoenix Suns are basically banking on two years of Chris Paul and Kevin Durant. That's what they're banking on. And if that doesn't work, you lost five first-round draft picks and three pick swaps. But, I mean, they in the win-now mode, so you got to push all your chips to the table. And I'm, I, I usually I would agree, but when one of your big three is Chris Paul, who is not like, like people gotta understand, bro. Chris Paul is not playing. But Devin Booker and KD can get the job done. Can they though? Well, 
I don't, I'm just I, saying. I, I think. I, I think. I don't know, man, because Devin Booker gonna tell KD to shut up and, and give him the ball. KD gonna get mad, and then Devin Booker he low key sensitive too. So then they both gonna be fighting. Chris Paul. I'm saying that's the best deal because I don't think Brooklyn can just have Brooklyn. This trade with KD gotta be a three team or four team, multiple team trade. I don't think you can get KD by just trading straight up. That's why I said this probably makes sense. For, for Phoenix and Brooklyn. Let me let me give you a take that I had um last um on Monday. And I'll, I'll let me know if you think I'm out of pocket. I think the Brooklyn Nets do not trade Kevin Durant. I don't think he leaves Brooklyn. And I think so for four reasons. Four reasons, and I'm gonna reiterate them. First and foremost, and this is the most important one, which a lot of stupid people don't understand. He signed a four-year deal that hasn't started yet. He has no opt-outs. He has no player options. And he's not in a walk year. He's under contract till 2026. He can't sit out a year and risk it. He can't. Especially considering that the Brooklyn Nets signed him and let him have an entire year off. Even when he was healthy, they wouldn't activate him. Yeah, so, I mean, I I think he comes back. I think he comes back. I, I just think, think it's all just try to get Kyrie's, you know, his money. Probably. So I, I think so. That's number one, because he just had a long term deal. That's number one. Right. Number two. <laughs> he says, here we go with the four reasons. It's because, Mike, I had to reiterate it because I just wanted to make sure no one misunderstood what I said. Right. So that's number one. Right. Number two, I think it parlays into reason one, the amount that they're asking for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant said he wants to play with two all stars, but with how much they're asking for Kevin Durant. They have to gut the roster. What team is honestly going to want to do that? What team is going to want to gut their roster, lose virtually everything, and have and, no bench, potentially even have to give up starters to go get KD? And KD's not the type of person who is, I don't think he has sit out. So exactly. Like... He won't. He won't sit out. He won't. So, so that's number two. Number three, for me, it's, I don't know if you heard it, that's designated rookie rule. So uh, basically, after your rookie contract, if you get a rookie extension, you can only have two of those rookie extensions on your team at the same time. But the caveat is you can only trade for one. So if you trade for one, you can't get another one. They traded for Ben Simmons, who's already under that rule. So there's like 13 top-tier players that it eliminates for them being able to go trade. And ironically, some of those guys are top players. In that category is like... The, and and uh, and, since, and since this is a Devin uh, the Phoenix uh, Phoenix Suns thing, Devin Booker, which is what the Nets have consistently said who we want to start off with, he can't go unless they trade for Ben Simmons. Problem is, no one wants Ben Simmons because the Brooklyn Nets were the only team that hit up the Sixers. So, so there's that. And what was the fourth reason? Oh right, right. The fourth reason which I think is honestly crazy. A lot of people and a lot of executives are questioning Kevin Durant. Do we want to lock this guy long-term? And we saw everything that happened with Brooklyn. They gave this man everything. They gave him a max and knew the first year he wasn't going to play. And when he wasn't going to play, when he was healthy, they told him, no, no, don't even worry about it. We'll start next year. They gave him the entire year off. They brought in Kyrie Irving, who, people forget, 
Kyrie went to Brooklyn first. Brooklyn said, by yourself, you're out of your mind. Then he went to the Knicks. And then he almost signed with the Knicks. And the Knicks said the same thing. By yourself, you're out of your mind. KD didn't sign with the Knicks because they wouldn't give him the max. So he's like, all right, I got Brooklyn. It's still in New York. Brooklyn will give me the max. Let's get it. So he goes there with Kyrie. They bring in Kyrie. They paid the I washed the Andre Jordan forty million dollars. I'm gonna say that one more time. A DeAndre Jordan forty million dollars because he's friends with KD. Then they go out and hire Steve Nash, trade they for do, James Harden. James, they did everything for KD. And for KD to say, I want out, a lot of executives are looking at KD like, hold on, Brooklyn did everything for him, and he's willing to leave like that? Why do I want to lock myself up with this guy? Yeah. Like, think about it. That's that's a bad perception thing. Like, if you win your contract runs out, that's one thing. The ink hasn't even dried on the contract he signed. He's already wanting out. So for those four reasons, and again, I'm not even talking about his injury history. I'm not even talking about the fact that Kevin Durant needs to go into a situation where leadership is already built in because he's not a leader. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about these top four reasons. He has no leverage. He's under contract until 2026. Combine that with the fact that the Nets are asking for way too much for him because they know they're in control. Combine that with the designated rookie rule, which a lot of the guys that they want, they cannot get. Because Ben Simmons is there, and no one's going to trade for Ben Simmons. And now the coup de grace, creme de la crumb, whatever you want to call it, the fact that people are now looking at KD and saying, you're a talent, but ain't no way. You got all the talent in the world, and you're not starting to have Kyrie Irving tendencies. (laughs) Let me say that one more time. You got all the talent in the world, but then cry when you spill your own milk. They're not liking it. They're not liking it. Yeah. A lot of people aren't liking it. For those four reasons, I genuinely do not believe he's gonna get traded. I don't think yeah, so. No, I, don't th- I don't think so either. I just I think it's all a blow over. They'll come back. I, 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 I think he will. Maybe Kyrie get well, I don't think Kyrie get traded as well. No, no, he opted in. He opted, honestly, he said he don't he don't want to be nowhere in Brooklyn no matter what. But after this year, he walked it. That's cool. Honest, it, it is. I, just, I wouldn't even care. Yeah, sure, I like, Kyrie is a super, super talented player, but the things he do, I, I don't care, bro. It's and that's like, the thing. Like no one ever question. No one ever questioned his talent. Yeah, you're a weirdo. Like they paid you, then you set out. Uh, you didn't want to take the shot, and just like, bro, and you expect them to want to invest in you, and you, you know. Do questionable things. And, and my thing is, I would understand if the, and this is just me. Let's say, you know, that they kind of, you know, I understand, you know, let's say for poops and giggles, let's say the Phoenix Suns, or I'm sorry, that the Brooklyn Nets did nothing for KD. Let's say KD, you know, did everything on his own. Remember what happened when he went? Uh, I think it was last year when he took uh, by himself. He took the the Bucks seven games. 
if his entire Nets tenure was that, I would understand. I would get it because they're not doing right by you. They're not doing anything for you. But when, and this is the part that blows my mind, LeBron builds a team, they make jokes, they call him Led GM, but he can still get you to a finals. KD builds a team. It's a bona fide dumpster fire. He's got to, in a 48-minute game, he's got to play 50 minutes. And he's got he's to break his career high every other night for the team he built. I mean, ever since KD joined Brooklyn, their team been better than LeBron's. For real? Yeah. And where to get him? Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I this is this this is not towards LeBron. This is towards KD. DeAndre Jordan, forty million. What the? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? And, and as of right nice as of right now, they roster is a pretty good roster. It's still, a solid ro- if I'm Kevin Durant, I, and I, I'm gonna pull up the roster because this is this is another thing because they they got more, they got more three and D players. Yeah. And before James Harden, I feel like that team was a really good team solid. with Karis LeVert, Jerry Allen. That's they had a team to compete. There's no way they should have made that move with James Harden. So the starting lineup would be what? Uh, Kyrie at the one. Who are you putting at the two? Probably had I like um uh, Cam, Cam, Cam Thomas. Thomas. I uh, Cam you want Thomas. Cam Thomas? You want Cam Thomas Probably. I bring I bring Joe Head off the bench because he come back from an injury. Okay, 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 okay. So, so we got, we got at the one. Thank you. Say that. Yeah, hater. I didn't, I didn't hate. I gave LeBron. I actually gave LeBron prop. I no, said that, that was a backhanded props. That was ba- you know you well, know what I'm, you did. You know what you did. You know what you did, Mike. What you did was let's say I'm ugly, right? And I put a little bit of makeup. You basically said, "Yeah, you don't look ugly today." That's a backhanded compliment. But I That's still gave did. him a compliment. I said, Katie. Have the, had the best team and haven't done nothing. And, and you just said LeBron take you to the final, and LeBron didn't have the better team. KD has, and he haven't reached the finals. Will hurt it, so I'm chilling. Hey, so you know what? See, what? that's why I don't. You know what? <laughs> fuck you, LeBron. <laughs> I, You're like I gave a one compliment. This yeah, like, like, but all right. So we got Kyrie at the one, and you said Cam Thomas at the two. Yeah. All right. So we got Cam Thomas at the two. We'll put uh, KD at the three. At the four, we'll put Ben Simmons. Right? Like, I think Ben Simmons will be at the four. And at the five, it'll be... Do they, no, they don't have Drummond. It'd be, it be Claxton. It'll, it'll have to be Claxton. Oh, they got... I forgot they got TJ Warren. Let's see that. Like I said, and they got <laughs> Steph Curry and Royce O'Neal. And that's what I'm saying. Because now, off the bench, you got Seth Curry coming off your bench. TJ Warren... Coming off your bench, Royce O'Neal coming off your bench. Joe I think Harris. Patty Mills is still there coming yep. off the bench. Joe Harris coming off your bench. Kevin, Kevin. By the way, apparently you got a fan. Well, your pops goes. I'll say it's screw the fry. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, again, all that, bro. Yeah. If I'm KD, I'm looking at this roster and I'm like, honestly. I don't like. I don't. I, I. I would honestly go back to Brooklyn. Yeah, that's your. That's the best. That's your best bet. Just to go back. 
it, it, it at the bare minimum for this year. Yeah. At, at least for the bare minimum. Now when and again, we also let let me emphasize this. The Brooklyn Nets have done everything for Kevin Durant. So it's not like if Kevin Durant goes up to him and says, I need this, it's not like they're not going to try to make it happen. To keep someone to keep him. Right. So I honestly, if, if I'm him, I stay in Brooklyn. Yeah. You know? So that, that's just me, though. But enough about basketball. We're going to get into some wrestling. Um, Roman Reigns is a piece of shit. Uh, fuck him. Uh, he's ruined. He's honestly, he's ruined my joy. Um, I don't like Paul Heyman now because of him. Um, I think, and remember, remember a while back when we were talking about the Usos and how you feel like I wasn't respecting them properly. I did some soul searching. I found out why I hate them so much. It's because they're related to Roman Reigns. Uh, the Rock is overrated and trash. He was never good. Um, Nia Jax, you'll agree with me. She's a bum, but just because she's somehow related to them. Um, Rikishi, mid, horrible. He's ass. Uh, Yokozuna, he's a bum. Wasn't even really Japanese. Anyone related to Roman Reigns is a bum to me. I honestly hope Roman Reigns buys a cruise. He takes his family on a cruise. And I hope his little kids, they get in their bathing suits. And they're ready to go jump in the pool. And I hope the pool is empty because they have to clean it. I want nothing but inconvenience upon this man's life. I hope, I, I honestly, so you know how he got his teeth done? I hope one day when he smiles, he, he smiles and he goes, I'm looking good. And he gets a salad. I still want him to stay in shape. I, I need him to eat right, right? I want him to eat a salad. And I want a piece of lettuce to get stuck right here in his tooth, and right in between his teeth. But I want it to be so jammed in that he can't get it out. And he just has to wait for it to come out. So every time he smiles, you see nice teeth, except for that one green spot right there. <laughs> in the convenience. All right, Mike, it's your turn. Because for some reason, everyone loves Roman. Everyone loves Roman. So because <laughs> Sheesh, what did Roman do? He was born. Um, free Dean, okay? My boy Dean Ambrose should have never left the company, all right? They should have bent over backwards for him. But no, they wanted the big dog, woof, woof, bum, bum, bum. Look at what they did. Look what they did. They picked Roman Reigns, who after he signed a great contract, guess what? Oh, I'm a, I need to go and take my time. I got to I, I gotta go take care of me now. After they put the belt on him, he, pre, he told him, I'm going to work more dates. I'm going to be the workhorse. You're going to see me on, matter of fact, I'm going to work triple time. You're going to see me on Raw, SmackDown, main event. We still got Saturday morning slam. I'm in there, bro. You need me for anything, I'll be there. Gets, beats Brock at Mania. Gets a belt. By the way, fuck you, Vince. I'm the new Brock Lesnar. I run this shit. Haven't seen him for weeks. Paul Heyman's getting more TV time. It's insane, bro. And it's crazy because Paul Heyman, every time he's next to Roman, my tribal chief. He goes like that, right? Like, I, I love it. I'm like, who is this, Paul Heyman or Eddie Kingston? I don't know who I'm seeing, but I'm loving it, right? Because I'm seeing him, right? I'm like, what is this? All of a sudden, Roman's not there and Paul Heyman waddles out. And now I'm like, like boo, boo, boo. That's how sensitive I'm getting. I'm uber sensitive. Um, well, oh, She goes, yo, this man needs counseling. What, The Rock? And it's just because he's related to him. Just, and again, this is how this is how bitter I am. 
Uh, AP says, I think Riddle needs to win the belt. He should have. He should I think it was on SmackDown. Imagine that. Uh, Mike, imagine this. Riddle faced Roman for the belt. And if he lost, he wasn't going to get an opportunity. Loses, say you can't get an opportunity while Roman's the champ. And they put him in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Gotta <laughs> love consistency. And Emily Flip said, ain't Roman injured? No, he's not injured. He's not hurt. He's just... Yeah. He's just I, taking time for himself. Defend him. Defend him. I'm not going to defend. I never really was on a Roman hype train. Uh, I'm ready for this to be over with. I'm not going to. I'm not. Yeah, I'm just kind of going to hit on him right about now. Because um, I, to me, I just feel like we've seen time and time again, you put all your eggs in a basket. And to me, I feel like Roman proved that he's still not the guy like the guy that should be right there it's the guy he was the tag team with and Seth Rollins Seth Rollins got all the tools that they wish Roman have he can um he can play though he can play heel or face do it extremely well super creative can get anything over can can talk got the the swag can go in the ring everything your your top guy can be that Seth Rollins. Roman is like he cut a promo after the second sentence. You like what? Like and, and his, and his only promos his, never got better. Yeah, it's like the same old thing, like you a bitch. I'ma smash you. And it's like, bro, you said that two weeks ago. Yeah. And now you got Paul Heyman talking for you, which and then I got the Usos talking for you. And it's like, how can we take you serious when you're not, you're not really delivering? Let, let me, I'm going to put it to you this way. Imagine whenever Paul Heyman isn't there, you got a tag team partner speaking for you. Let that sink in. And you're not even a part of the tag team. <laughs> and and imagine, you know. Imagine how weird we would look at Ric Flair if in the Four Horsemen aren't Anderson's cutting the promos. Let and, that sink in when him and Tully doing their thing. Let this sink in. How would we look at Ric Flair if instead of him doing the promos, Arn Anderson, Tully yeah. Blanchard is doing? Imagine. And this would <laughs> kill him the most when Brock Lesnar can come out there and out promo you and you got Paul Heyman with you. That's where it's like, okay. Because when, when when they let Brock go out there and talk, I was just, I was shocked. I'm like, I'm like, when can he talk? Like what? Like he was actually entertaining. And and you wanna know why he's entertaining? Because we're comparing him to Roman. That's why he that's why it looks it looks solid. It's 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 because of that. Real quick. Um William Brooks said, So y'all tired of the bloodline? It's not that I'm tired of the bloodline. I like the Usos. I need a new direction. And they need they need something to juice them up because the tag team division is they pretty much ran through everybody. So it's like, what else can you got we got for them? And as far as Roman, he ran through everybody as well. And it's can you like show up to work. Yeah, it's like what what what's just next? Yeah, just show up. Yeah, just show up, right? I want to see I why is it that Brock Lesnar gets opportunity after opportunity? How many times did Seth in, in this run did Seth um face Roman? What was it, twice? Yeah, I think it was I twice so. in back-to-back. No, it was only once. It was only once because the whole thing was you've never beat me. You've never beaten me for a title. That was his whole thing, his whole shtick, which, okay, true. 
Then he came out in the shield. Yeah, and then Roman was like, I hate you. I, I hate you for what you did. This side of the third, right? And it's like, it's not that I'm sick of the bloodline, but in every single faction. It just got stale to me. And, and, and that's the problem. In every single faction, the top guy needs to change. Why do you think the retribution was mid? Because it looked like Ali didn't really have control. It looked like he, it looked like they had the group. It was like, oh shit, we we need someone to be the leader. Who's been an actor for a minute? Ali, let's bring him over. That's that, that's how it felt like. That's why no one took them serious. However, sanity with Eric Young leading them, we took it serious. But why did we take it serious? We took it serious because Eric Young understood. I know what direction to take them. Sure. We're known as the crazy people, but we, every single time we go, whether we were face or heel, we took different avenues. So we were still sanity, but every time you saw us, it felt fresh. You saw yeah. a different side of Killian Dane. You saw a different side of Alexander Wolf. Hell, Nikki Cross, you saw something different in her because of him. DX, you, you, I'm going I'm to I'm put it to this way. You think DX thriving if it's just Triple H? If Triple H was leader and Sean was in the background, if you say, yeah, you're out of your mind, the Hart Foundation with Bret Hart, do I need to go on? When you're, when you're, a, when you're a faction, when you're a group, you need to be able to evolve. Roman Reigns cannot evolve. Now, I don't know if he doesn't want to evolve or if he's just content with where he's at. Because, hey, it's possible that he's just content. I'm doing. I've been doing the same stuff for years. I don't. And he can evolve. We belts at me and throwing belts we, at me. We seen him try to evolve and it just wasn't it's horrible. That's yeah. not him. Um, Woodbrook says, uh, "Stop it, pride. Uh, just stop. Ain't no one out there in wrestling that can f with the head of the table and the failure. It's a good storyline. It it was a good storyline in the beginning. Yeah, I feel in like now 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 they're stuck in the corner because Roman got both title. You don't know." There's nobody in the roster who can dethrone him. Uh, the Usos pretty much ran through every tag team that you know the company has, and they can't really build up tag team themselves. So it's just it just it's stuck, which which kind of make it seem stale because I don't know what else they can do unless somehow they inject Naomi into a situation. You get some new blood or something. And then for, that or and bring for, up Solo. Yeah, and for Roman, I you know you got Paul Heyman talking for you, and it's I'm I'm, uh... I'm I'm gonna put it this way. I'm gonna put it this way. Roman isn't talking. Roman just stands there and says a couple t a couple lines. Let any other person who runs the company do that. Remember when Brock Lesnar used to do that, and everyone got mad that Brock was doing it. Roman is doing the same thing and everyone is worshiping him. At least with Brock. At least with Brock. At least I can say, you know what? It was one belt. So at least I can go and say, I can go to SmackDown. And I can say what's going on over there. At least I can say that. It's just still stuff. Listen, bro. Cena's cutting better promos on TikTok. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I 
I mean, I don't know. Like I, like I said, I'm not. I was never really a, a Roman believer, just because I just think it's a lot of more talent that's I believe that that's better than him. Um, and, and by the way, um, you can say whatever you want until you can come along with a better storyline in wrestling. It's the head of the family. No, Matt Riddle is a better storyline. Hell, the Uso storyline with the with with um the Street Profits. Is better than anything the front line as a unit have done lately. Think the old but and, and this I, is I think the only reason why the the, the bloodline story is still interesting is, is because the Usos right now. That's it. And honestly, it's it's not even a bloodline storyline. Yeah, but I just think it's they the need Usos. some they need some new blood to you know to tap it. I think they run the course with the street profit. It's time for uh you know they brought back the Viking Raiders. Yeah, it's time for some, time for something fresh. If I were, I would have the Viking, and this is what I said. I think all of them should lose their belt on the same pay per view at SummerSlam, right? Brock Brock should beat Roman. Okay, I don't care who they. I, th- I honestly, personally, I think it should be the Viking Raiders. They should squash the Usos, send them home. But to me, I think the best thing going on Raw right now is Seth Rollins. Yes, without a sh- without a shadow of a doubt. How he doesn't have a belt, God bless him. And and I know you might go lose your fucking mind when I say this, and I probably say Austin Theory is kind of more, you know, entertaining than the Roman right now. I just I like what they're doing with Austin Theory as well. Um, hopefully they I like Liv Morgan. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see what like. they do with um Finn Balor with that with that whole you know. Storyline with with um Rhea Ripley with the um Judgment Day yeah and hell shit um Miss and um Logan Paul no right. no no my my no my guy my guy out here talking about balls all right like oh yeah my balls is bit like no I I I I need a break from the Miz for like three weeks. <laughs> Go focus on Miss and Misses. I I don't want to hear about your balls no more, homie. I'm good. But, but look, there's already better stuff than the bloodline. There is. And you know what that and the bloodline is supposed to be their flagship storyline. Do you know what that tells you? Why everyone it's just because it's it's stale. It's yeah. there. They gotta no change more, it up. Not only that, and not only that, there's a bunch of fresher storylines in AEW with FTR trying to get all the belts. Okay. But you you got that going on, right? The entire Orange Cassidy saga. You got that. That's just two. I'm not even talking about MJF because God knows what's going on with that. Yeah. But I just think it's time that Roman Roman Reigns already had his opportunity, and and in my opinion, he's fumbling it. Yeah. He's fumbling it because imagine this. In a in in wrestling, you can't tell your own story. And any story that the company asks you to tell, you can only do it with certain people. And the certain people that you could that you tell the story with, ironically, are the workhorses of the company that carry you. Doesn't that sound familiar? Doesn't that sound familiar when back in the day Vince was out here 
looking and sweating and feeding over the Yokozunas, the Hulk Hogan's, the Lex Luger's of the world, and Bret Hart is like, hi! Mr. Perfect is like, I'm here, you fuck! <laughs> but nah, he wants the ultimate warrior. Yeah. Like, being all big and big... Being a big guy that only takes you so far. Roman Reigns has no character because he's boring. He can't have a character. I, 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 it's not like we hate no Roman, but it's not. I to me, it's the reality. Me, be, me being a fan, he don't he don't move for me like no at all. He don't like like he don't move another. me how like I still haven't came around to Roman. John Cena, I came around. Well, John Cena had his uh, Dr. Thermon- Dr. Thermonomics. Love that. Then he went to this whole super scene. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Then he brought me back around because it's like every you know what few he had was actual good storytelling. Do you want to know what brought me back with Cena? What's that? Was it? I think it was 2015. 2015 when he got the, the U.S. title. Yeah. And he was putting out on Raw. He's putting out bangers. Yeah, so like, like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, AJ. He's just he's just spewing out bangers for no reason whatsoever. So it's like 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 yeah, I just like, and, and, I, and, and I think they booked themselves to a corner because now he got both champions. And, and how are you going to get these champions off him? And and that's the thing because you're now going to move it from. Roman Reigns, and you're going to have no choice but to move it on to Brock Lesnar, who in my opinion, the only way Summers... I, this is what I honestly think SummerSlam is going to end, and it's 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 unfortunate, but the piece of shit Austin Theory is going to end up with the title. It's good. And, and already, the credibility of the belt is, is, is just going down. Right? The credibility is always uh, is, is, is just going down. And now you're gonna put her on Austin Theory, who can't even smile, right? <laughs> imagine, Mike. Imagine this. My gimmick is to take pictures, and I can't smile, right? But thank God Bray Wyatt's out the company. Yeah, we're gonna put all our eggs in this in this Austin Theory basket, right? Because Vince McMahon, the same Vince, is going through allegations. Mike, this man's going through allegations and opening up Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> If that is not a sign of the man not caring, I don't know. Vince don't give a fuck at all. Yo, this man came out on a random ass Raw. It was a few weeks ago, right before Cena's 20th, uh, the, the, was it 20 years or 25? I think it was 25. Was it 25? Yeah. I think it was 20 or 25. One of those. Yeah. yeah, Whatever anniversary it was. He came out, uh, I think it was the Raw before. It was like, this is episode whatever, right? Like, just. Just threw out some arbitrary episode number. And it was like, next week, Cena's here. Ah, and left. And I'm like, what, what is going on? And, th- and, the, and the the funny part about it all, Mike, they, the WWE actually put that clip on, on their YouTube channel. Mike, if you go to their YouTube channel, the comments are turned off. I love it here. I love it here. The comments are for everything except for that. And I'm just like, if you got to turn the comments off, don't you think you should probably just send them home for a minute? You know, just <laughs> send them home. I'm I'm just waiting for John Laurinaitis's music to play and him to come out and go, people power. I'm waiting. 
I'm waiting for him and Vince to like come out because it's it's coming. Mm. But I don't know. For me, bro, for me, Roman ha- is just it's stale. And honestly, it's been stale since this is gonna sound messed up for me to say. But hey, I'ma say it. The most interesting character development he did was when he told the world he had leukemia. Mm. I'm not saying this as a joke. I'm not saying this as a punchline. The best thing, the best storyline Roman Reigns has had was have a life-threatening illness <laughs> that he has no control over. Let that sink in. <laughs> Think about it. Because then he came back, and then everyone was like, "Great!" And then he had the um the shirt, and it, it, it had his um his 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 almost Spider Man logo thing. Yeah. At the bottom, they turned it into a bow for like for cancer for, for like the cancer thing. And then that's the most interesting he did when he paired up with with Paul Heyman. I was like, "Whoa!" For a week, and then they still try to have Roman talk. And then that took me out of it. Because I'm like, wait a minute. You got Paul Heyman. Why are you talking? If I'm Roman, I'm like. Hey, the, 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 when, I, when I got off the Roman Reigns um, train was promo between him and John Cena. And John Cena just cooked them. Just. And then I think he forgot his words. And then he went to. He, he went. He went acapella. He like, you know what? You a part timing bitch, you, you know, know what? And just, that was that was and in that same promo, didn't Cena right before he said that? Cena was like, "It's called the promo, big dog. If if yeah. if you want to be um, it's called the promo. Uh, if you want to be the big dog, gotta learn how to cut it. Something like that. And he goes, "See a fourth wall." I I go back and I watch that from time to time. Yeah, that's probably the 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 moment when I hopped off the. the because then he felt then he went back to like the most generic thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, let me call you a bitch. And it's like, all right, cool, sure, but everyone can tell that's not what you were that's not what you were supposed to say or wanted to say. You just threw that out there because you had no other choice. Because you forgot. What a time to be alive, bro. I don't, I told you, bro. Fuck Roman, bro. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Prideful Takes. Any news you guys want to talk about, feel free to tag us in it. Catch us on Facebook at Prideful Takes and also YouTube Prideful Takes. Visit our website, www.pridefultakes.com. Not only is every episode of the podcast up there, but we also have original articles. And as always, go to fatcode.com. Use discount code PRIDEFULTAKES, one word. Get 15% off all your organic skin care needs. Mike's TikTok, at Mike Talk Sports. My guy be chatting there. I'll be on TikTok, too, at PR underscore Pride 22. Mike, my guy. On the sabbatical, you go. Got any final words? Uh, like I said, appreciate you for you know letting me on this wonderful platform. Uh, won't be the last you see me. Always will come back to um, you know, to talk some sports and yeah, man. Uh, you know what? A family. Uh, anybody want to? have updates on Chicago sports just search up on to go Chicago sports and that's the new 
you know my new thing I'm working on. So yeah, yeah. Yes, won't sir. be the last you see me though. It better not be. Yeah, nah. It better not be. Uh, and honestly, and honestly, I I honestly appreciate you coming here too, bro. Because it, it it was fun. You know, yeah. it de- definitely was fun. And and I told you this before. The door's always open. So whenever you want to hop on, no matter what, just you just yeah. hit me up and and I'll, I'll make sure I get you on, bro. I feel like I feel well, I feel like I grew as a sports content creator, podcaster. So yeah, man, I'm forever grateful. Well, I appreciate I appreciate you being here. And like I said, bro, the door is always open no matter what. On behalf of Mike, it's your boy Pride. I'll be back here on Friday. Until then, y'all know what to do. Be safe. Knew where that was going. That was a great read. Lillard from the logo. That'll quiet the two on the season. Second and one for the Bills. The handle the rush. Allen looking. It's out. Two to Shohei Otani. Center field. Let's watch it go. Did several of those inside low kicks. 